This is In-Ear Insights, the Trust Insights Podcast. Do you want to use AI in your marketing, but you're not sure where to start? Take a class with Trust Insights and the Marketing AI Institute. The AI Academy offers more than 25 classes and certification courses to start you on your AI journey, including our Intelligent Attribution Modeling for Marketer Certification. One membership gets you access to all 25 classes. Visit trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to learn more and enroll today. That's trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to enroll today. Are you struggling to reach the right audiences? Trust Insights offers sponsorships in our newsletters, podcasts, and media properties to help your brand be seen and heard by the right people. Our media properties reach almost 100,000 people every week, from the In-Ear Insights podcast to the Almost Timely and In the Headlights newsletters. Reach out to us today at trustinsights.ai slash contact to learn more. Again, that's trustinsights.ai slash contact. In this week's In-Ear Insights, let's talk about conversion tracking, specifically uh, view-through versus click-through conversions. So uh, these are two measurements you'll hear a lot, especially when it comes to advertising. And the big difference between them is that a click-through conversion is within the space of a session, right? So you see an ad, you click on it, you go to the website, you convert. That's a click-through conversion. A view-through conversion is you see an ad, and then you go off and do something else and you come back later to that client's website uh, and you convert. And because of ubiquitous surveillance and tracking, uh, companies like Facebook and Google ads know, hey, you did see the ad and later you converted. So we're going to treat that sort of as an assisted conversion, if you will. And as a result, we'll call that a view through conversion. You viewed the ad and eventually you converted. So Katie, you had some questions about this lovely tangle of of metrics and analytics. What's what's on your mind? Well, I guess a couple of things. And as you're describing how a view through conversion works, the first one of many questions. The first question that comes up is, uh, you know, is this a metric that we should be, you know, staking our businesses on, staking our KPIs and our jobs, you know, on? And I guess the second question. Um, and we can answer these in whatever order you think makes the most sense is, isn't a view through only as good as the tracking pixels that you have set up? So yes, Facebook can track you, but if the company does not have a Facebook tracking pixel set up correctly, therefore the company will never know that you saw the ad. Facebook will know, but they're not going to willingly just tell you, right? So yeah, we can go in reverse order. Presumably, if you're running Facebook ads, you should have set up a Facebook tracking pixel on your website. If you hadn't, that's <laughs> that's that's a failure. That's failure you know what they say when you assume. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, yes, uh, assuming that you've set up tracking pixels correctly, which, if anyway, if you haven't, um, you've probably noticed your ads are spending an awful lot of money and you have no results. Um, that would be something to fix. But on on the first part about whether this is important, so. View-through conversions are very important to advertising networks, right? It's how Facebook and Google and all these other different companies say, hey, we're valuable, keep paying us money because we can say all these conversions were assisted by them. The problem is a view-through conversion benefits the advertising network. It doesn't necessarily benefit you, the marketer, because everybody can double dip. Facebook has no idea what Google's doing. Google has no idea what Twitter's doing. Uh, Twitter has no idea what YouTube is doing. And so everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, you saw my ad. And then the tracking pixel picked up that a conversion happened. So one conversion 
may have had three different touch points. All three, Facebook, Google, and Twitter in this example, will claim that one conversion as a view through conversion, even though we know from attribution analysis, you should be assigning fractional portions of that conversion to each one. But because Facebook can only see Facebook stuff and Google can only see Google stuff, they're each going to claim the full value of the conversion. Well, and you know, it's, that's a helpful explanation because I feel like I've been hearing the term view through conversion a lot. And to me, my first thought, and of course I had to do a little bit of research to figure out what it was, is it sounds more to me like an impression. So it's, somebody saw something. So, you know, Facebook, for example, can show you ads based on other videos that you've watched. And so, you know, I was telling you, Chris, this morning that one of the things that um, I will do is go through and see why am I seeing this ad? Because Facebook will give you some level of information, you know, a little bit of the targeting. And then it'll, you'll see things like it's looking for customers who have watched this video before or something like that. And of course, my first thought is, well, I've never seen this video. So okay. Um, and so to me, it's a bit of a janky metric in the sense of it's not a true conversion, you didn't really interact with the thing, per se, like you didn't click on it or take an action or fill out a form. And you know, perhaps I'm old school in that way. But to me, a view through is more akin to a billboard, whereas a click through conversion is probably a more accurate way to measure. But you know, tell me where I'm going wrong here. It's not just an impression. It is an impression that was served up to somebody who eventually did convert. Um, so there is there is that anchor that says, yes, this person eventually did convert. So Katie, if you're uh, out on, you know, on the web, and you see an ad for say, I don't know, um, bed, you know Bed Bath and Beyond, and then um, three weeks later, you go on to Bed Bath and Beyond's website and you buy something. Um, Bed Bath and Beyond, as the advertiser will say, ah, that view helped the conversion, and therefore that is a view through conversion. So it is more than just an impression because the impression would count whether or not you bought anything. Um, mm -hmm. In this case, it, it's a, an impression linked in some way to a conversion. Now, where this goes wrong for advertisers, for companies like ours that are advertising, is that that credit apportionment. That's the heart and soul of attribution analysis. Only the company and its tracking systems has the full view of the customer, has the full view of where did that person come in? Did they come in through Facebook? Did they see a YouTube ad? Did they open an email? Did they uh, come to a webinar, whatever, and eventually convert? And that's why attribution modeling techniques like Markov chain modeling, for example, are so effective because they can take all of those interactions, weight them appropriately, and then say, okay, yes, Facebook, your the traffic that you sent or the view that you sent for that ad was valuable, but it wasn't as valuable as you think it was. You think you're claiming the full value of the conversion, and we're saying you should be really be claiming about you know a tenth of a conversion for that. Mm -hmm. Now, where this gets challenging for marketers is when it is purely a view through, meaning there wasn't an action taken. So, if you see the ad, Katie, it's served up to you, and you don't click on it, you just scroll by it in your your timeline but then you go and buy something later only facebook has that data about whether the impression was served or not and so it is trickier in that case for a marketer to say okay the value of that facebook impression what did lead to a conversion again this strongly benefits the advertising network facebook uh, it does not benefit us as the marketer but it is there is it's not to say it's without value because 
yeah, if you see the same ad a hundred times as you're swiping through Facebook, eventually you're like, oh my God, I can't stop seeing this ad. Why can't one go away? You'll at least remember the company, even if you hate them. Well, and I guess that's my whole point slash question is, you know, it is sort of like an impression in that sense of you don't have to take, you know, uh, any sort of action for it to claim credit. Um, you know, I could, theoretically, I could send out like, $100,000 worth of ads for Trust Insights and, you know, put them across all the different networks and put up billboards and never have anybody have to take an action with it. I just have to annoy them with this ad so that they see us. And then, you know, six months down the line, somebody comes to us and says, hey, I want to work with you. Well, great. I'm going to say that my ads were the thing that brought you in. And really they're gonna, and the customer might say, actually it was because I saw Chris say something intelligent at a conference one time. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't know, it just, to me, it's a poor way of measuring your ad campaigns because <clears throat> to your point, Chris, these ad networks are so hungry to take credit so that you keep pumping money into them. It just, it, it seems like a false metric to me. like. I understand what you're saying. Like it's a valid metric, but there are better metrics out there to be measuring your campaigns on. And if you want to do purely an awareness campaign, then great view through impressions, whatever you want to call them is probably a good way to go. But if you're looking for someone to convert and take action, just to me, a view through metric does not seem like the right way to go. It's half of a metric and that's where ad networks really don't want you to talk about this part, but we will because we're not an ad company. Uh, the second half of any kind of impression-based technology, whether it's view through conversions, brand, whatever, is that you have to establish whether or not you've actually got share of mind. That means doing things like on your forms, uh, asking how did you hear about us and having you know different campaigns, things listed there, um, running surveys in your target market saying, um, you know, are you aware of Trust Insights? What is your intent to purchase from Trust Insights in the next 90 days? Um, and then, of course, uh, looking at things like branded organic search. If you run that $100,000 campaign, Katie, and we don't see searches for Trust Insights go up at all, then we know that you just wasted a whole bunch of money, right? Uh, we should have just got done, you know, uh, you know, drugs and, and people in illegal professions. Um, the second half of that measurement is so important of... Did this achieve a, our goal of getting into somebody's head? And the only way we find that out is by those activity-based metrics that indicate, yes, I'm searching for you. I'm thinking about you. I've heard of you. And you will never, ever, ever see Facebook say, yes, run a survey to verify that our impressions are actually having an impact on the consumer. Because what you'll find out more often than not is people like, what? I think about it, Katie. Beside clients and ourselves, What's the last digital advertiser you remember? I couldn't tell you. It was probably something Amazon or pet related, given like the last few things that I may have done. Um, but even then, I couldn't tell you outright that that was like, if I had to bet my life on it, I would not. Right. 
exactly. The last ad of any kind that I ever call by name and the brand uh, was Ryan Reynolds doing stuff for his Mint Mobile stuff. And it wasn't an ad. I went to his YouTube channel and watched the ads that he has on his YouTube channel because they're damn funny. Um, they're worth watching even, you know, and they're unpaid impressions because I, you know, he's just, he's just enormously funny and, and very talented to come at that relentlessly shilling in, in hilarious ways, the products and services he makes. And so I know for a fact that companies are spending exorbitant sums of money to have me scroll through their stuff on Facebook, on Instagram, on Google, on YouTube. And I can't remember any of them, not a single mm -hmm. one. So if we, if they were doing an unaided recall survey, which by the way, is sort of the gold standard for, for this anything impression-based, they've all failed. They've all wasted their money because I can't remember any of them. If you ask me, hey, um, was the last uh, brand of gaming hardware that, because I watch a lot of gaming stuff, what's the last brand of gaming hardware? I'd be like, I don't remember. I mean, I know the brands that I like, but I don't think I saw ads for them. And so for marketers, you know, and this kind of flips nicely to something that we were talking about earlier as well. Uh, Oz Desoloy was asking us like, you know, how do you, what advice do you give marketers who are trying to do less tracking and tracing and surveillance and stuff? The reality is, the tracking is really important, but so is understanding what's actually working. So view through conversions are not a great metric without being paired with the other half, which is the the actively asking people questions. And you don't need surveillance and tracking for that. You can just ask people. In fact, you should always be asking people, mm -hmm. have you heard of us? How did you hear about us? What made you come in today? Well, and let me ask you this question. This is more of the technical side of things. So how long does someone have to be viewing an ad in their social media stream in order for it to be counted as a view through? Like, is it one of those, like, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, and somehow it managed to fly by uh, while I was doom scrolling? Or do I actually have to sit and watch this video? And does it have to be a video? You know, it can it just be a static image that I happen to like pass by for two seconds? Yeah, so it depends on the network. Um, Facebook, for example, if the ad is rendered, meaning it shows up at all, um, it counts as an impression. If it's a video, you have to watch it for three seconds for it to count. So those are sort of the, the two things. So yeah, um, if you're scrolling and an ad physically renders on your device, it counts as an impression. Even if you went by it so fast, you have no idea what it was. The fact that Facebook software had to pull the ad from the ad server and serve it up to you, then tells the advertisers, yes, we served you that, that we served that impression. And if you did accidentally happen to convert later on, Facebook would say, yes, we did our job. You get the view through, we got the view through impression, even though you're like, I went by it so fast, I have no idea what it was. See, and you're, I guess you're just further reiterating my concern about view through being a metric. If, I'm not going to say it's not a valid metric, um, but it being a metric that you should, you know, base your success of your campaign around. Everything you're describing to me just continues to reiterate that a view through metric is problematic. Now, so let's say, you know, we had a client who said, I'm going to stake my whole reputation on view through campaigns. And we said, that's a terrible idea. Do this instead. What would be the this instead? Uh, we would say the same thing we say often, which is for every twenty-five, for every dollar you're going to spend on ads, bucket twenty-five cents of it for measurement, and so we can run those measurement campaigns to go with it and say, 
are you having an impression? Did you see, let's make up a client, like a, a coffee shop, you know, did you see, you know, Katie's coffee shop uh, advertising in the last seven days? In fact, Twitter does this a lot. Um, you'll see this in your Twitter feed. If you're looking in just your home feed, um, they'll have these little brand surveys that pop up that say, um, have you seen an ad for XY Katie's coffee shop in the last seven days? Yes or no. And it's like, you know, there's short surveys, like one or two questions. And, and everyone's like, I have no idea if I have or not. Um, but at least that's an advertiser, which is doing the right thing of saying, okay, we're running the ads. We're also running the verification metric to say, mm -hmm, people at least remember seeing our ads, even, you know, yes or no. Uh, and, you know, with, I, th I forget what the last count was, but something of, of insane, like people see between five and 10,000 advertising impressions a day um you know from simple stuff like oh, what t-shirt am i wearing to you know actual ads being served on devices uh of course people aren't going to remember unless it's something they already have an affinity with mm -hmm. so well who's running those did you see those ad like is that something that me the owner of katie's coffee shop can ask facebook to run or twitter to run on my behalf to see if people are not only seeing my ads, but remembering, or is that something that the ad network runs and that I, the business owner or whoever never get the data? It depends. Uh, Twitter, at least on Twitter, Twitters are run by Twitter itself. I think to calibrate their advertising, uh, to my knowledge, I don't believe any of these networks share that information unless you run a campaign specifically designed for that. Um, you know, Google consumer surveys, for example, would be an example mm -hmm. of where you have to commission an, a, an additional campaign, uh, in order to measure the effectiveness of your other campaigns. But can you run a Google mm -hmm. consumer survey within a social network? No. You have to do it within the social networks themselves. So like, so there's also another disconnect there because you may not be reaching the same audience. You know, people who are searching for your brand might not be the same people who are seeing the ads on their Facebook feed. And, you know, it just, again, it's concerning when I hear that view through or similar type metrics are the things that people are staking their reputation on. And so I guess, the whole point of this conversation is to deconstruct what goes into a view through metric and why it's, yes, it is a metric, but it may not be the best metric if your goal is conversions because there's flaws with it. There's flaws with any metric and there's flaws with setups, but this one to me just sort of struck a chord of, ah, let's not use that as the basis for your success in this campaign. I'm going to throw an additional wrench in the, <clears throat> into it. Um, sure. Depending on the ad blocking technology, mm. um, some ad blockers will intercept at uh, at the at the server level, meaning that the ad blocker will prevent the browser from e even asking for the code for an ad. Say, nope, we're not even going to we're going to block that request from going outbound, um, so that it never reaches the advertiser. Other ad blockers let all the data come in from the source and then just cut the ads out. It's like, imagine getting a newspaper and saying, just, you know, with a pair of scissors, just cutting out the actual ads and, mm -hmm. and throwing them away. In that second scenario, the advertiser has paid for the ad. And then because the network says I rendered it, even though the consumer never, ever saw it because the, the, the ad blocking code rewrote the web page that the consumer saw. And so ad, ad, the, that second category of ad blockers can actually be even more problematic because the network is saying, yeah, we served the ad. The customer mm -hmm. got it. The view through conversion is valid. And the consumer's like, I didn't see any ads. Um, 
and you don't know and there's no way to tell uh except that you know that you're paying it uh you know through the nose for you know cost per impression advertising and nobody's seeing it even those networks are saying that they have so one of the things we tell people when it comes to analytics and metrics is do not use anything impression-based because you cannot rely on the impressions being served focus on traffic focus on conversions you know even if nobody converts on the site in that session if they at least got to your site then markov chain modeling can detect that traffic the footprints in your site and then eventually attribute that later on it's like yeah you can't see what's happening outside your coffee shop but at least once somebody sets foot inside the door of your shop you can watch them and see what they do and yeah maybe they walk over to the the, the scones display case and go Ugh, i don't know about garlic and kale scones and they walk out at least you know <laughs> you i don't think anyone wants that <laughs> at least you know that you got them in the door and you can figure out where they came from so mm -hmm. that would be our counsel for you know any kind of impression measurement is instead focus on the traffic and mm -hmm. focus on where's the traffic coming from even if they didn't convert because eventually if you're doing attribution analysis with modern methods like markov chain modeling it will be taken into account later on so it sounds like the takeaway is number one have a plan because you want to know what the heck the goal of your campaign is figure out what kinds of metrics you want to be trusting and how you want to put your analysis together make sure that your infrastructure is set up in such a way that you can track people across these different networks that includes those tracking pixels uh, that you set up through tag manager or whatever your system is be aware of uh ad blocking systems so basically think of like a giant goalie net catching all of those ads and they never get to you in the stands it's that big net in front of you and like yeah somebody's seeing them but it's just a bot and the bot doesn't care and so it sounds like there's a lot that goes into measuring campaigns and just Picking a metric because it's what the ad network tells you you should be looking at is probably not the most uh, accurate way to be measuring because it's not in your best interest. It's in the ad network's best interest. And if the ad network is saying, yes, you're doing great, give me more money, that's probably something fishy about it. Exactly. And to circle back on Oz's question about the advice we would give to marketers, this, uh, that also answers a lot of these questions about advertising effectiveness. It's really straightforward. Talk to your customers. Mm -hmm. Talk to them as real people, person to person. Pick up the phone, shoot, you know, text them, whatever, and say, "Hey, tell them what you're looking for. Um, what brought you in today? How you know? How can we better serve you?" You'll be amazed at the quality of information you can get people to volunteer, uh, as long as you know you're not a jerk about it, um, mm -hmm. and you will get a really good sense of what's actually working and what's not. So please just talk to people. Uh, don't rely on technology to do a, a human's job. And I know it sounds absolutely crazy having me say that, but it's true. <laughs> well, and in, you know, if you've uh, seen any versions of our customer journey, our customer experience, you know that evangelism is that last phase because then you have that loyalty of the customer. They're telling you exactly what they want. And then they're also helping you do the selling because someone is you know, a consumer is likely to trust someone else who is just like them in their experience versus a company saying, you must buy my thing, you need this thing. And so definitely be, you know, use your customers in a smart way, ask them what they want, have them do word of mouth marketing for you. You know, pumping lots and lots of money into an ad network is okay. It depends on what your goal is. Um, but nothing replaces actually talking to your customers and finding out what they want.
And speaking of talking to customers, if you'd like to talk to other folks in the analytics space uh, about the challenges you're having with measurement and talking to customers, pop on over to our free Slack group. Go to trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers and join over 1,400 other marketers about uh, talking about analytics and, and all things related to measurement. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you've got questions about it, uh, pop on over to trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast, where you can find this episode, many others, and find all of your favorite ways to subscribe. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Want help solving your company's data analytics and digital marketing problems? Visit trustinsights.ai today and let us know how we can help you.